Kings fans, it's time for game night. And he scores! Wins it in overtime! With a comprehensive look at the upcoming game, including a look at the Kings and their opponents. Coming in off the right wing, took it to the net. Interviews, analysis with notes, news, and scores from around the NHL. And your calls. Let us know what's on your mind. Call us now at 877-KINGS-20. That's 877-KINGS-20. It's game night, and it starts now. Beating in on right wing, but Toronto. A backhander from the base of the right circle, handled by Copley and Doughty with uh, some pushing and shoving, and now Copley, the goaltender, is involved. Boy, Copley throwing some right hands at one of the Ducks. And this might be a carryover from earlier in the period when Zigris got a penalty. Gibson is out to the red line. Copley is hot. Now he's jawing at Gibson. He'd like to go with John Gibson. And Gibson just uh, turning away as the referee tells Copley to go to the bench. I'm sure he'll get a penalty. He's telling him to go to the dressing room with 23 seconds left in the period. Welcome back, Kings fans. Jesse Cohen here once again inside the Nick Nixon Broadcast Center in downtown L.A., where the Arizona Coyotes are in town to take on your L.A. Kings here at Crypto.com Arena. Coyotes are on a seven-game point streak coming in tonight's game. Kings are on a three-game win streak. Will the Kings make it four in a row? We'll find out in just over an hour. But for now, we're taking your questions and comments here at L.A. Kings game night. Call in at 877-KINGS-20, 877-KINGS-20. Cameron Gauntz is here with me tonight. We'll get to him in just a second. So if you have any questions about the rain or about hockey in general or about life, I guess we can give out some life advice. You can call in 877-KINGS-20. Lineup changes for tonight. We spoke to Todd McClellan this morning after a very sparsely attended morning skate. Just seven players on the ice. Uh, Tobias Bjornfoot will be in tonight for Alex Edler. Todd McClellan told us it was possible there would be a change in the forward group, but it was not clear what that change might be. All we know for sure is that Carl Grundstrom was still skating in a red non-contact jersey this morning and is still on injured reserve. No word on who the starting goalie will be tonight either. Phoenix Copley got the start last night in Anaheim, but as you heard there in that opening soundbite, uh, was ejected from the game at the end of the second period. Jonathan Quick came on in relief and got the win. So honestly, you could tell me that either one of those two netminers could get the start tonight, and I would understand the circumstances. Uh, Phoenix Copley uh, received a match penalty in that game, and the one-game suspension that accompanies it, accompanies it excuse me, was rescinded today. In familiar faces, Troy Stetcher, playing for the Arizona Coyotes, acquired at the end of last season by your LA Kings, played 13 games in the regular season, four games in the playoffs. In Kings news, it's Star Wars night. That's it. That's the news. It's Star Wars night. So happy Star Wars night to all those who uh, celebrate wherever you are. Other important games around the league tonight. A route to the playoffs. Colorado playing at St. Louis. Florida at Nashville. New York Rangers taking on the Calgary Flames. Detroit playing at Seattle. And Tampa playing at Vegas. We will check in with those scores later on tonight. And same trivia question as last night since nobody called in and got the answer. First Kings goalie to be named to an all-rookie team. First Kings goalie to be named to an all-rookie team. Jonathan Quick, Jack Campbell, Jonathan Bernier, or Jamie Storr. Again, the number there, 877-KINGS-20, 877-KINGS-20. 
I said it earlier, Cameron Gons, defenseman for the Ontario Reign, joining me now. Cameron, how are you doing tonight? Good, thanks. How about yourself, Jesse? I'm excellent. Thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate it. No problem. I'm going to play a clip from Drew Doughty, a couple clips, about the uh, dust-up last night in Anaheim, and I want your input as a player uh, about that uh, event last night. Sure. No, I honestly, I had no idea he's like a super nice, calm person. Um, I never in a million years would have thought that he would do that, but I haven't seen it, but I can't wait to see it. Again, that was Drew Doughty. He continued on talking about the uh, impact that that moment had on his team. I'm glad he stood up for himself, and I'm glad that everyone on the ice stood up for him too. Um, but, uh, yeah, whatever. He got kicked out. We still won. <laughs> whatever. He got kicked out. We still won. That was Drew Doughty talking about last night's incident uh, between Phoenix Copley and the Anaheim Ducks. So, Cameron... Uh, you've played for a number of teams in the NHL and AHL. How important is it for the mood of a team, for the spirit of a team, when a goaltender has a moment like that? For me, it's not only when a goaltender has a moment like that. It's when someone who is usually reserved becomes a bit demonstrative and usually it shows a bit of passion, shows a bit of fire. That's when other guys tend to, uh, it's like the expression carrying them into the fight. That's mm -hmm. what that really will end up doing because it shows someone who's, as I said, as reserved as Phoenix is, for him to get to that point, to him to be that engaged in the game, there's no excuse why anyone else shouldn't be. So for someone like Phoenix, who, like I said, is the utmost professional you'll play with, for him to get to that point where, again, tempers were flared and he stood up for himself, uh, I think it just is a rallying cry and something that can really bring, bring guys together. Now, you played 11 games in Ontario with Phoenix Copley this year. Is he that calm of a person that, that he appears to be? More so. Like he is, he's the type of guy that's as stoic as can be. There's a few instances where you saw it in practice and usually it was just at himself. He'd be upset at himself with his own performance, but he's someone who knows what he wants and throughout a day, knows what he's going to do throughout a day, and that translates to his games. He knows what to expect from himself, he knows what he's good at, he knows what he's not, and he knows how he needs to act and perform on a day-to-day -day basis. And when he's got that constantly going on when you seize any type of any type of disparity from what you're expecting from him it's such a huge change so for him to get to that point something that was very a lot of us were talking about this morning too it was quite the big surprise you yourself strike me as a relatively calm individual <laughs> uh, and the reason you're available here to talk to me tonight is because you yourself came to the aid of a teammate and sustained an injury what possessed you to do that uh, ooh. If I can ask. No, no, you can ask away. See how my wife feels. She'd love to hear the same answer. Uh, well, so a player on our team, younger player on our team, laid a big hit. Clean hit. Nothing wrong with the hit at all. And someone went to fight him. So I, I didn't think it was appropriate. I decided to step in at the time. And there was a good chance that at this point in the game, I'd already been rather upset. So this was kind of a good excuse to let some of those frustrations out. Unfortunately... The first punch might have caught what I wanted face. Second one was more of uh, some equipment. And these CCM does a very good job making strong helmets, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my finger and hand were uh, worse off for it. But it's, again, something that happens as part of the game. Looking like being part of a team means that sometimes you have to stand up for teammates, especially when that's kind of your role. And that's kind of the way you see yourself and others usually see you. So something I had to do, and unfortunately, it comes with the territory. 
Now, we spoke to you earlier this season on All the King's Men, the official podcast of the L.A. Kings, and I don't remember the game, but there was a hit that I had asked you about where I had wondered if you had taken a guy's number earlier in the game. Mm-hmm. And you said yes, that you had you had an opportunity to line him up, and so you did. <laughs> How long does that memory last? And next time the Kings play the Ducks, I believe is in March, perhaps April, are the Kings going to be looking for Vetrano's number next Absol- time they play? Absolutely. And I think vice versa, too. I, I think if there's a few guys who uh, maybe stop a bit closer to the crease than they might have in the past, a few guys who might linger a bit longer around the crease, um, I think that that's almost a positive going to happen. A guy's going to be aware of a Toronto. guy's going to be aware of the fact that Gibson came to the red line. Once the referees were already involved, came to the red line. So there's already, there's, these things will all be remembered. Hockey players might wear helmets for a living, but they do have a good memory. So let's talk about the John Gibson angle of it, because I have said many times, if Jonathan Quick retires, without ever getting in a fight in a game, I will feel personally (laughs) robbed. Um, I've been waiting for it for years. We've had moments where they came close, but never actually happened. Um, Phoenix Copley, to be be the goalie that came the actual closest to getting in a goalie fight in John McRitchery would have caught me by completely by surprise. But how often, like, do you want your goalie coming out of his net and coming 100 feet down the ice like Gibson did and challenging the other goalie? This depends the point in the game, depends the goalie. Like if we're if it's a very tight game and our goaltender's playing well, I I'd, I'd rather not have that happen. Uh, I'd rather just if I'm the guy on the on the ground, I'll take a few more punches to leave my goalie in the game because there's a good chance the goalie's more important to the team than I am. So I'd rather have the goalie stay in the game. But sometimes, again, if it's that situation we talked about before, if you're standing up for a teammate and that's just what went over him. A lot of time, logic kind of goes out the window. So yes, the logical situa- the logical decision would be stay in the net, let the next play happen. But sometimes, you know, you've gained close relationship with teammates. You want to go do it. So though you can't fault him at times, usually I'd prefer my goalie stay in the net. But if the game's a blowout and he wants to lay off some steam, go right ahead. Now, Dowdy's quote there said he was glad that he stood up for himself. How important is it for teammates to see other teammates also sticking up for themselves? I think that's a big thing because then it shows they're not going to be pushed around. Uh, that doesn't mean everyone has to fight. Like if someone gets, if one of the more skilled players, smaller guys, uh, is being bullied but pushed around a bit, they're constantly being targeted, to know that they can handle themselves puts a bit of pre- takes a bit of pressure off other guys. Again, that doesn't mean they have to drop the glove and square up with the toughest guy. That does not mean that at all. It just means the ability to hit back when needed, the ability to stick your nose in there, I think it's a, it's a good sign. And it just means that everyone everyone gets a bit bigger when you see that someone else is protecting themselves. Okay, they're doing that. Well, then that's one less thing for me to have to do. That's one more time that I can kind of just worry about myself and not worry about having to protect Phoenix. Tom McClellan earlier this season talked about the difference between playing with a goalie and playing for a goalie and mentioned that playing for a goalie can empower a team, can you know help them raise their game. Is an incident like that enough? Like, So I jokingly tweeted out that last night was Phoenix Copley's real king moment. Mm. Like, my dad and I have this thing where, you know, mm. somebody's not a real king until they do something that you're going to remember. Yeah. Um, is that is there a moment where a guy can become a real teammate? Can become just go from beyond just another face in the room? Oh, I think so. Uh, I'll, I'll bring it back to a personal anecdote. My first couple games when I was in uh, the American Hockey League, my first year, our goalie was an older was an older goalie named by the name of John Graham. At the time, I believe he was 37, 38. He'd already won a Stanley Cup. He'd been, and I think I was just someone else in the dressing room. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the first couple weeks he thought I worked for the team, and then all of a sudden. 
he was run. I got into my first fight. All of a sudden, he knew my name. We were on speaking terms. And by no means was he bad to me before that point. But all of a sudden, you become recognized. When something like that happens, or you score a big goal, or you do something in a game that's going to really stand out, it, it brings a lot of guys' attention. And I think Phoenix's last night, though his play has probably done enough speaking, and he doesn't do much speaking for himself, he's a quiet guy, I think last night just puts a stamp on kind of where his position is on the team. Incidentally, John Graham's father, Ron, also a former NHL goalie, and I believe a former king. Did you did you know that? Did you look? Because uh, I feel like listen, I've been <laughs> I've been hearing some of the trivia you've been throwing around tonight, and your knowledge of the Kings is absurd. So I wouldn't be surprised if you have a jersey. So <laughs> I wrote a series of uh, of articles about the worst transactions in franchise history, <laughs> and I remembered that there was an, a Graham goalie who was traded away, uh, and I couldn't. Re- I thought it was John, but then I looked up John and realized he was far too young, and I thought, well, it's probably his dad. Uh, and lo and behold, Ron Graham. I'm looking up his uh, numbers right here. Uh, yes, a Los Angeles King from 1978 to 1981. Okay. Interesting piece of trivia. I believe yes. uh, John Graham's wife and son are both on the Stanley Cup, but he himself never was. Oh. I think I, think I have that right. Possibly. All I, all I, the biggest thing I remember about John was that in practice, I wasn't allowed to shoot it above his knee because if it got too high near his head, there's a helicopter stick coming right at you. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Do players have that kind of control in world? I mean, what if you slip? It, well, if if the puck slips, I'll just if it's if there's a potential that the puck was rolling, I'd miss the net. Like I wasn't even going <laughs> to, ch- I was not chancing it. So sorry to get back to your original. The yes. point of your original yes. story was not that Ron Graham was a king <laughs> forty years ago, um, but but when when players become teammates, yeah, uh, is it possible for a teammate to as as coaches can lose a room or or a voice can you know be tuned out is it possible for teammates to tune teammates out i i think so for sure i think if you're if you're playing the same beat over and over again guys are going to be aware of it i think at times in my career i've fallen victim to that where i've been trying to be too vocal at times trying to be too positive or whatever you want to call it just if i was feeling something if i had an emotion i wanted to express in the room not well like again my emotional intelligence is exactly through the roof but it was something and I think that if it's you're getting the same message from the same person over and over again, it becomes monotonous and it becomes something that players, again, will tune out. Players won't respond to quite as much. So I think the better, the better leaders and the better players who understand that uh, know the time and spots to uh, pick their spots. Well, we hope Kings fans won't tune us out. Cameron <laughs> Gons is joining me here on LA Kings Game Night. We're going to take a break, Kings fans. Stick around. When we come back, we'll have more with Cameron, and we'll hear a little bit more from Drew Doughty and Trevor Moore. Stick around. We'll be right back. Crypto.com is the official crypto platform partner of the LA Kings and the world's fastest growing crypto app. In the app, you can easily buy and sell cryptocurrencies and different coins, collect the world's top NFTs, and get discounts when you pay with crypto. Download the Crypto.com app now on the App Store or Google Play. All information is provided for informational purposes only, and this message is not intended as a recommendation of financial or investment advice. Cryptocurrencies are highly volatile and subject to significant risks and may not be suitable for you. Not available in all jurisdictions. U. Y. O. U. Three little letters to make a very small word. That means so many things because no U is ever one one single single thing. thing. U. If put at the start, starts to change everything. everything. To begin a sentence, begin begin with with U. U. Kind of makes you wonder 
how big you can become when you comes first. Every you at the center of what we do. Blue Shield of California. And we're back with breaking news. Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any Coke fan, so make sure you... Jim. <laughs> Jim. We're on the air. Ooh, yes, this tastes like the best Coke ever to me. Your thoughts, Jen? Well, can I have a sip? <laughs> Jen, we're in the middle of reporting the news. I need to try it first. The L.A. King. Play here. Score! Arvidsson! Bally Sports West. Patrick Gold! And now, you have more wings to watch than ever. With your service provider. To win it! Or with the all-new Bally Sports Plus, available on the Bally Sports app. Oh, what a setup! Bally Sports West, your home for LA Kings hockey. Energy is building at Crypto.com Arena. Be a part of the best entertainment experience in Los Angeles. Join the Kings family today and choose the ticket plan that works for you. Lock in your seats by visiting lakings.com slash memberships today. And go Kings! This is LA Kings Game Night. Make your voice heard. Call 877-KINGS20. Back to the action on the LA Kings iHeart Audio Network. Welcome back, Kings fans. Jesse Cohen here once again inside the Nick Nixon Broadcast Center in downtown LA, where the Arizona Coyotes are here for Star Wars night and also to take on your LA Kings at Crypto.com Arena. Other games around the league of importance to Kings fans. Later on tonight, the Rangers will take on the Calgary Flames. The Red Wings will take on the Seattle Kraken. Tampa Bay Lightning will take on the Golden Knights. The Kings presently in second place, if I'm not mistaken, in the Pacific Division. A win tonight would bump the Kings into first place over those Vegas Golden Knights, assuming that Vegas doesn't pick up two points. Seattle one point behind L.A. and Calgary back behind with 61 points. So important games all the way around. Cameron Gauntz again joins me in the second segment. He was here for the first. Cameron, how are you doing? Still good, thanks. How are you <laughs> Cameron Gauntz plays defense for the Ontario Reign. He has played with a number of Kings prospects and uh, is just an excellent, excellent hockey mind. We've had him a number of times on uh, All the Kings Men, the official podcast of the LA Kings. If you have any questions for him, call in 877-KINGS20. 877 Kings 20 or if you want to ask me about Star Wars you can call in and ask that as well. Cameron let's talk about uh, the biggest storyline probably involving the Ontario Reign and I'll try and keep my questions as friendly as possible. <laughs> Cal Peterson was assigned down to the Ontario Reign and I think all Kings fans will want to know how's Cal Peterson doing? Uh, I'll talk about Cal from multiple perspectives. I think Cal as a person has adapted to this wonderfully. Uh, like you said I've played on a number of different teams in a number of different organizations and I've seen guys come down with nowhere near the pedigree Cal had uh, take it a lot harder. Cal was able to from day one step in and do everything he's had to do to become the best player he possibly can and also make sure he fits in with all of his teammates so that he's not standing out. If anything Cal has done 
a lot to become a great teammate and help others. Like, not only help himself, but he's been helping others. Uh, and then from a player's perspective, I think Cal has done an excellent job. You see his by the numbers. I believe uh, Rob Blake said the other night that the King, I mean, pardon me, the Reign have the number one save percentage in the Ontario and the American Hockey League, and Cal's a big part of that. There's a few games that we had no business winning, but because Cal was in net, we were able to win. And again, when fans look at these stats, sometimes it's taken with a bit of grain of salt because it's American Hockey League. But the thing is, the American Hockey League has players that are just as skilled in terms of shooting the puck as the NHL. They just are missing other things. But then the other aspect of that is the players playing in front of Cal aren't exactly kings. I'm not exactly Drew Doughty out there, so I might be giving up a better chance than what Drew's giving up. So the quality of scoring chance on Cal might be a lot higher right now, and he's still doing an excellent job maintaining that high save percentage, having great goals against, having a great mentality in games. And the one thing I noticed about Cal is he's a lot more vocal during games than I would have ever anticipated. His ability to read the play when we have the puck and give us a bit of... Like if I have the puck behind the net, he might be yelling to me, other side, other side, when I hadn't even looked at that point. And because I know with playing with Cal how good he is at that, it gives me that much confidence to go up the other side. And that's one of those things that not every goalie has to do, but Cal's doing it right now, and I couldn't speak higher of him right now. You and I have talked about the importance of communication between D partners previously. How important is that communication when you get a goalie involved? It's just as important. It just doesn't happen quite as often. Because with the defense partner, you're all the way up the ice. It's with the puck, without the puck. With goalies, it's not as often. But some goalies I've played with personally won't shut up. And sometimes it's a <laughs> bit too much um, because they might yell things that you can't control. Like someone in front of me, someone, yes, but I need to do other things at the moment. Whereas with someone like Cal and even Matty Velalta, he's done an excellent job improving this by leaps and bounds, actually of just letting you know subtle things. Like if the player's backside uh, and you're covering the near side of the net, maybe put your stick over there. Or if he's yelling out, uh, someone behind you, someone behind you, you got to go behind the net. Or when you have the puck, which side to go to. Uh, it's very important because it's also important that they trust us because sometimes we have to yell to them. When they're picking a puck up off the boards, their head's still down to make sure that puck's on their stick. We have to yell to them where to pass the puck. So they need to trust us. So that relationship is very important. And the teams that, when it's seamless, you don't ever talk about it. Like if someone, if a goaltender's moving the puck well, unless he's, again, Martin Brodeur and he's taking the puck, making saucer pass the far blue line. But when it's just clean, crisp movements, you never hear about it. It's just when there's issues. So I think the better you get, the more comfortable you get with each other, the, the, the more seamless is going to be, the less mistakes and the less you're going to hear about it. I've seen the emails that get sent out by the Ontario Rain PR staff. I've been to a couple games recently, and I think Cal Peterson's been the first star of the game a handful of times in the last few weeks. Is that the sort of situation you're talking about where the team wouldn't win without his performance? Yes, and it's. I know we're talking about Cal right now, but I'd be hard-pressed not to mention that Matty Villalta has done kind of the same thing for us. Like, both of them have been excellent for us this year, and Cal, again, has won some games for us that we probably wouldn't have won otherwise. Matt Villalta is the first hockey player that caused me to abandon my position of not getting emotionally invested in players because uh, he is such an unbelievably likable young man. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. I cannot help but root for Matt Villalta on a personal level. Never mind that I want the rain to do well and I want the Kings to do well. Yeah. He's just such a nice guy. It's insane. He's an unbelievable person. One of the most, the term genuine gets throw, thrown around a lot. And I think sometimes it's thrown around because people don't know any other word to use for people. But Matt is genuine. And he is just a wonderful person. When you talk to him, he listens intently. 
He cares about what you have to say. And he's just such a fun-loving guy. You can't help but be infected by his personality. During the uh, COVID years, when we would have Zoom media availabilities with the players, Matt Villalta knew the name of every media member. And these were not video conferences. These were just disembodied voices, you know, coming out of his laptop. It was unbelievable. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Let's talk about some of those numbers for Cal Peterson, though, because the difference between the AHL and the NHL, it gets referenced from time to time. Sure. But I don't know that the average fan, at, I don't know that even the expert level fan really can appreciate the difference between the two leagues. You've yep. played in both leagues. Yep. The thing that keeps getting tossed up is the defensemen and goalies will sometimes perhaps perform a little bit better in the NHL because assignments are being followed. Everyone's in their spot. There's yep. less unpredictability. So what can we learn from Peterson's numbers, which are fairly good at the AHL level? Is that do you want a goalie sent down to the AHL in his situation to post those kinds of numbers? That's exactly what you want to do. Because w- when you send, again, this is me trying to get into the minds of management, but when you send someone like that down, you want him to get his game back. You want him to be where he was previously. And the only way to get to that point is by playing games. Now, again, he might be put into situations in the American Hockey League that shouldn't be happening as often in the NHL, but sometimes they do. And I think it's a sink or swim situation. And what you want to see is your goalie thrive in those positions, regardless of what's going on in front of him, he needs to be performing. And that's what Cal has been doing. Because again, I've played with goalies in the past who've been sent down and because they're getting opportunities that they might not have seen previously, like I've had one goal that we started out a game, a 2-1-0 to start the game out. And I don't think off an opening face-off that's bound to happen very often in, in the National Hockey I would League. hope not. <laughs> Even in the American League, it wasn't a good thing. But that's something that's going to happen. You need to be aware of that. And the la- most important thing is you need to stop the puck. And for Cal to come down and do that on a consistent basis just shows where his mentality is. So in tonight's lineup, we have Tobias Bjornfoot slotting in. Excuse me for Alex Edler. You've played now with Tobias Bjornfoot. I'm not sure that I know the elevator pitch for Tobias Bjornfoot. You know, somebody asked me, what kind of player is Tobias Bjornfoot? I'm not sure I know the answer. I know what he's good at. I know what his ceiling is. But I'm not sure I know how to describe his current game. How would you describe Tobias Bjornfoot? So if I'm given an elevator, elevator pitch, who am I giving it to? How old is this person? It's me. Oh, it's you. Yeah. Okay. So late 30s. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I wish. <laughs> so what I'm saying is the big thing right now in hockey is skating. Mm-hmm. And Toby has it in space forwards, backwards, laterally. Toby's able to do it effortlessly. What he's also been able to do a lot better job of is jumping up the play and jumping up the play in the right spots. So by doing that, he's more engaged in the play, but also means he's up in the play to defend. Because sometimes what will happen with younger defensemen is if they're not jumping up in the play, sometimes they're thinking, I need to stay back defensively. I don't want to get involved. But by getting up in the play offensively, as long as you're not leading the rush, that also means that defensively your gap is going to be that much better. We talked about that last time I was on the podcast with you. If you jump up in the rush, sometimes it doesn't mean you have to be the first, second guy. Just by being the fourth man in the rush, as long as the the forwards on the other team aren't hanging out at your own blue line, you're going to be in line with them, which means defensively, once the puck gets turned over, assuming it does, you are now in a much better position. That's one thing Toby's been using to his advantage, is his skating is at such a point where even in the National Hockey League, he's better than so many players skating and so efficient with his stride that he's able to get up in that play. So if I'm making an elevator pitch, my pitch is he's a great skater. He can play offense. Because of that, he's able to defend defensively, going forwards, going backwards. And his confidence in his game, both in his own zone and through the neutral zone, has grown to a point where you can now trust him in most situations. 
So he's not a huge guy. He's six, listed at six foot, two hundred pounds. Yep. Uh, Drew Doughty now playing with Mikey Anderson, who's just signed an eight-year contract. Yep. Uh, falls into the category of pairs that I per- personally feel more comfortable with, which is a puck mover, an offensive guy, and a stay-at-home defensive guy. Drew Doughty's, you know, Drew Doughty because he yep. can do both, but. Bjornfoot doesn't strike me in the same mold as Mikey Anderson, but he also doesn't strike me in the same mold as, say, a Braden or a. a Drew Doughty. Well, I was thinking of Clark. Oh, Brand um, Clark. But yeah. I'm blanking on Brand Clark's first name. <laughs> or like a Jordan Spence. Those yeah. guys, t- to me, feel the same. Yeah. Bjornfoot feels like a weird hybrid. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's what he is. He's someone who can offer you both. If he were to be placed with a. I think he could play at his best when he's with his fence partner that does something specific. Jordan Spence in the American Hockey League. We know what he's bringing, so Toby has to compliment him, and he's done a very good job with that. Last year when Toby was with the Kings and he played with uh, Roy, you know what you're getting out of Roy, night in, night out. He's more of a defensive-style guy, even though he's got, what, six, seven goals this year? Yeah, seven, but, yeah. <laughs> so that might get, but still, he's a defensive defenseman by trade. Toby knows what he then has to bring to complement that, and he's able to do that. Toby can play kind of any game you want. It's just about making sure he understands the type of game you want from him. Because he sometimes could get to earlier in his career, because he could do and get away with so many things with the skating, he tried to get away with everything. He tried to do everything. So if he can just hone in on what you want him to do for those certain games, I think that's where he'll thrive. So he's got a chance to play tonight. It's, uh, I think, his sixth or seventh game this season. What does a player like Tobias Bjornfoot in his position do given limited playing time? I think it just has to emphasize his strengths. He needs to play to his game. The worst thing you can do in a situation like this, when you're in and out of the lineup, is try to do too much when you go in. Because when a coach, when you're a pinch hitter, I've heard Todd use that term, when you're a pinch hitter, and that's something I've been in my career a number of times, you just need to bring your game. You need to know the coach. The coaches need to know they can trust you when you go in, that you're not going to do too much. And it, it's a cliche term, but you're not going to hurt the team. They need to know that when you go in, you can play your game. And what Toby brings is speed. He brings efficiency, he brings the ability to move pucks to his forwards, and he just needs to show that he can be trusted defensively. Well, I hope he does that. Kings fans, you can hear the music swelling and Trevor Raybone calling for warm-ups. That means we're going to take a break. When we come back, duly noted with Zach Dooley. Stick around, Kings fans. We'll be right back. Yamaba Resort and Casino at San Manuel has another reason for you to come in today. For a limited time only, Yamaba is giving all new and inactive members a buy one, get one free buffet. Plus, new members can win up to $1,000 in free play for signing up a Club Serrano membership. You'll earn rewards from playing any of the 6,800 slots or table games. Experience SoCal's best buffet and resort. Yamaba is your home to big wins and even bigger prizes. Go for a BOGO today. Details at Yamaba.com slash new member. Must be 21. Please gamble responsibly. Score a goal and join the team that is building a stronger L.A. Join the Los Angeles Department of Water and Power. LADWP is an excellent place to work with competitive pay, excellent benefits, and many opportunities for professional and personal growth. If you're ready for a change, this is your chance. A job for you is ready and waiting. There are over 150 different types of jobs open to anyone that meets the minimum qualifications. Visit joinladwp.com for more information. That's joinladwp.com. If you want to, but you must call 811. If you dig without making the call, it could be bad for everyone. All utilities under your property can be buried any place. So if you dig around, don't do it right. There could be thousands of fines to pay. You can 
more at SoCalGas.com slash 811. Experience the future of connectivity with Spectrum One. You get Spectrum Internet delivering the fastest speeds in the nation for $49.99 a month. Advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced privacy and security free for 12 months. And a Spectrum Mobile line with unlimited talk, text, and data plus nationwide 5G free for 12 months. That's Spectrum One. Visit Spectrum.com or your local Spectrum store today. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. You're listening to Los Angeles Kings Hockey. Go Kings, go! On KEIB AM 1150 Los Angeles. An iHeart radio station. This is LA Kings game night. Make your voice heard. Call 877-KINGS20. Back to the action on the LA Kings iHeart Audio Network. Welcome back, Kings fans. Jesse Cohen here once again inside the Nick Nixon Broadcast Center in downtown LA, where the LA Kings and Arizona Coyotes have taken the ice for warm-ups here at Crypto.com Arena. That means it's time for Duly Noted. Call Duly! Let's call Duly! Duly loves a good party! Yeah, duly noted. It's time for warm-ups. That means it's time for duly noted. Joining me now is Zach Dooley. How are you doing today, Zach? Jesse, doing great. Back at home, second half of a back-to-back. Excited to get going. Yes, tonight the Kings enter action with 69 points. Nice. Very nice. Nice. Seattle, one point behind them with 68. Edmonton, two points behind them with 67. Arizona, tonight's opponent, uh, 22, 20, yeah. 23 points behind them with 46. Uh, the Kings played the Ducks last night mm-hmm. in Honda Center. And tonight's opponent, I didn't ask Todd this question because I knew the answer, and I, and I know the answer of anybody asked, but I have to bring it up anyway. Playing two teams on back-to-back nights that are not playoff contenders. Mm-hmm. My curiosity is, does that almost lull your team into a false sense of security? I won't use the word trap game. No, it doesn't exist. (laughs) Uh, And I know that any team can beat any other team on any given night. But it felt to me that the Kings were maybe a little bit bored in the first two periods of last night's game. You seem to be the only person. Well, maybe. That's entirely possible. I I thought the, I mean, the Kings dominated the first period. They only led one to zero. We've seen that story before. Mm -hmm. But that's not opponent specific it doesn't seem like they play that way only against teams that are inferior it seems like just sometimes that's how a volume shooting team can play right Mm -hmm. they have a lot of opportunities a lot of shots a lot of possession but one or no goals um arizona's on a seven game point streak they're probably yeah they're playing their best hockey of the year and they've done that a few times now without jacob chikrin without shane gostaspare who's injured two of their best players so they're playing pretty good hockey um the Ducks game, they are an inferior team ability-wise, but it's clear that that team got up for that game, and in that building, it's probably hard not to get up for that game when it's such a neutral, exciting atmosphere. Maybe you can kind of see what you're saying if it's like two teams in the East, right, that, yeah. are, that are poor and you play them on back-to-back nights. I think it may be a little different when you factor in, one, the Anaheim game has a little extra emotion in the moment. I don't think from what we heard from players, it doesn't seem to have that much of an extra flair going in. But in the moment, they all seem to agree that there was some extra flair to it. And I don't think you can underestimate a team like Arizona because of how well they're playing right now in the moment, points in seven in a row. So we're recording this immediately following morning skate. There were only seven players on the ice. Most of them have not played a bunch recently. Mm -hmm. So Kaliev and and Velarde were out there. 
Jared Anderson, Dolan, Brendan Lemieux, Alex Edler, Toby Bjornfoot, and I feel like, oh, and Carl Grunsford, Carl who is Grunsford. still in a red no contact jersey, still on injured reserve. We asked Todd McClellan about lineup changes. He said definitively that Bjornfoot would be in for Edler. Yep. Everything else was unclear, including tonight's starting goalie. Yeah, I think that's fair. Said as much, Toby will play mm -hmm. um, for Alex Edler. We've seen that over the last few back-to-backs where, where it has been Bjornfoot up, but Edler has been spelled um, in one of the two games. Um, said there could be a change up front and omitted the goaltending position. Uh, Phoenix Copley, we learned, is available to play. He will be dressed, as will Jonathan Quick. We don't know which one of them will get the nod. Copley played nearly 40 minutes. Quick played just over 20. Quick finished off the game getting the win. Copley's night was done after, as everyone just seems to be calling it, an incident late yes. in the second period. Um, well, I mean, it wasn't a fight. No, it was a... A dust-up? A dust-up is probably a melee. I don't yeah. know. A I like a dust-up. The, yeah. the Phoenix Copley It wasn't quite a, a, a Donnie Brook or a slobber knocker. No, no, it was not quite a Donnie Brook, but a dust-up yeah. probably, probably does it justice. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I feel like you could make it a convincing case for me that either goalie will play tonight, and I'd believe you. But I don't know which of the two it's going to be, and I don't know if I don't know if any of us do. I yeah, feel like we all have our own takeaways, right? And, and let's clarify for anybody that may be curious: the only reason it's a point of contention is because of the uh, match penalty that Phoenix Copley took. Hundred percent, yeah. Like if if he had been able to continue the game, I think most people assumed, probably correctly, that Jonathan Quick would get the start today. Oh, if Phoenix I think, Copley, I think almost without yeah. a doubt, right? Yeah. So the fact that that Quick came in and had to spell Copley for twenty minutes, and the first basically five minutes of that was on a, a major power play. Yep. Theoretically, it's possible that Copley could be back in today were he to be made available. I haven't heard that the NHL rescinded um, the accompanying one-game suspension, but I'm assuming, based on Todd McClellan's comments, that they have and will. Certainly sounds like he is expecting Phoenix Copley to be available to go. If they want to start him, if they want to back him up, sounds like he's available, the Kings based on this morning's availability, won't need to recall a goaltender in lieu of Copley's what would have been a suspension. Yeah, and I think Quick's probably strongest game over the last two months was uh, December 23rd in Arizona against the Coyotes. And he's played he's played two good games this year against mm -hmm. Arizona, right? He, he played the game coming off of the whole Peterson assigned to Ontario day, a um, lot of turmoil. Quick was pretty strong, got the win at home. And, yeah, he, he was very good in that game in Arizona as well. So he's got a couple this year against the Coyotes that have been, you know, really good performances for sure. I should have looked this up. I don't have it in front of me. Do you happen to know what Quick's overall record against the Coyotes is? I don't. I don't. I All have right. not yet filled in that part of my game preview as we were recording this because right. I didn't know who was in net. And now as I go to do it, I still don't know who's in net. So <laughs> I go. will have to look up both goaltenders all-time splits. Now, McClellan also said that there may be a change up front. Uh, all players that, that theoretically would be available were on the ice today. Yep. So unless there's a lingering injury to a player that wasn't out, you know, if Rasmus Kupari or mm -hmm. somebody like that caught a puck in the face, then we missed it somehow. Yep. I would expect it's just a move to get some of these players back in the lineup because yesterday, I believe, or no, two days ago, Todd McClellan talked about what a difficult conversation it was to remove a player like Jared Anderson Dolan from the lineup, who has played very well and yeah. done everything the team has asked of him, but they now are on the cusp of having 
some very difficult decisions to make once Carl Grundstrom is healthy. And it's on two fronts, right? Not only is it who is on the roster and who's not, because in order to activate Grundstrom, Mm -hmm. or when Grundstrom is healthy, they have to make a decision. Someone has to go to the AHL or someone has to be injured otherwise. And Mm -hmm. that's going to be a really tough decision. Once you make that decision, you're going to have 14 forwards who are all on your roster, who on a night-to-night basis, two have to sit out. And that's going to include a guy like Brendan Lemieux, who has a unique skill set. Gabe Velarde and Artie Kaliev coming off injury. They are very, very important players. I think they have 27 combined goals. They're in that conversation. Rasmus Kupari, who's a, an important PK guy, he's in that conversation. Jared Anderson Dolan, Todd McClellan called it maybe his most difficult conversation of the year with a player was taking him out because it's a guy I think who's had five goals over 10 games coming into last night, filled in for Velarde very well in the third line, scored his first game back in the fourth line. Like Hard to take him out of the lineup, so you have to sit two of those guys every single night. It's going to be very, very difficult for the coaching staff to do that. It's a good thing because the Kings, for the first time in a long time, have those difficult decisions. They have enough NHL-caliber guys who you can play every night who have to sit out, so that's good but also means it's going to be a lot of internal competition and probably a lot of, hey, you don't have you don't deserve to come out, but you have to come out kind of conversations. A comment Todd McClellan made that I, in a different setting, maybe I would have asked a follow-up, was that if there is a player on the roster who's likely to handle that conversation well, yeah. it's Jared Anderson Dolan. And I wonder sometimes if that isn't a key part of the decision-making process. You know, if you have two guys one of whom needs to come out, neither of whom are linchpin players on your roster. Is it easiest to take out the more mature of the two? Not not that maturity is necessarily the determining trait, but the guy who will handle it better. It's tough because that's like a compliment to do, but also you bring up a point (laughs) I didn't think of, and it might be valid. Like It almost hurts him that he's such a good dude. And yesterday, I'm sure he knew when he took the ice that he was not playing or not scheduled to play. And he was still the first guy on yeah. working on parts of his game, as we've seen throughout the year. Where maybe it helps him is if if you get into a fully healthy lineup or say the Kings added a forward in a trade or something like that, and Anderson Dolan finds himself on the roster bubble, that's the kind of stuff that's going to keep you in the NHL and on this team as the next guy ready to go in as opposed to getting sent down where maybe that other player you mentioned, player X, might get sent to the AHL because they aren't you know, in that, that team-friendly role as much went out of the lineup. Not to, to say anything's suggested that anyone is, but it's a good it's a good point regarding Anderson Dolan, who who it's very difficult to take out and probably tough to tell him because he is such a guy who, who is such a team guy, right, who will take it the right way and still support those who are in. There was a conversation I saw recently on Twitter about the casting process for television shows and movies and stuff, and it was a casting director, and they were saying, if somebody comes in for an audition and are just delightful and pleasant and everybody in the room loves them, but for whatever reason, they're not right for the part. Mm-hmm. It is industry standard to write that person's name down. And it, this uh, second an opportunity arises in the future, mm-hmm. call that person in. And I think like Lisa Kudrow, for example, famously was originally auditioned for some role on some other show and didn't get it, but then when they were casting Friends, they were like, oh, well, you know who's great is yeah. this person. And a lot of times you hear like, oh, they auditioned for this role on the show, but they said, no, you'd actually be great for this role. Right. And then eight years later, 
you couldn't envision that role without that person. And you're like, they would have been terrible in the other right. role. Yeah, yeah. Small comfort to Jared Anderson Dolan yeah. <laughs> that might be getting held out of the lineup. But certainly between the trainers, assistant coaches, you know, assistant GMs, GMs, scouts, et cetera, involved in putting these rosters together, mm -hmm. you're, to your point, yeah, being that kind of player, yeah. being that kind of teammate, um, I think only will help a player in the long term in his career. The elephant in the room, of course, with any game against the Arizona Coyotes is the fact that Jacob Chikrin apparently is still being held out for quote-unquote trade-related purposes. Um, this is a, a thing that is now spreading through the league. As uh, we're, on a, we're on a full week now because it, yeah. it was last Saturday night. I mean, didn't they say indefinitely until he yep. was, so? And it was last Saturday night, the Dustin Brown game, that we initially heard the yeah. scratch for that reason. And now we're going on seven days and, and the man... Still is not played. I was asked a number of times last night for insider information about any potential trades, and I will say to them what I say now. I have none. I have not heard anything. They certainly don't tell us those sorts of uh, don't tell you. conversations. Well, yes, they don't tell me. No, me either. <laughs> me either. Um, but, you know, Bill Simmons has the, uh, the Patrick Ewing theory, which is that sometimes a team's best player being held out of the lineup for whatever reason, injury, uh, trade-related purposes, whatever it may be, can sometimes galvanize the team. And you mentioned Arizona's on a seven-game point streak. Yeah. Not necessarily related to uh, Jacob Chikrin being out of the lineup, but they come in a more dangerous team than I think their record indicates. Yeah, I think so for sure. They're, they're certainly probably playing their best hockey of the year. They're allowing just over two goals against per game in that stretch. They've had two shutouts, one by each goaltender. So they're getting quality goaltending from Vejmelka and from Connor Ingram. Um, Nick Schmalz is well over a point per game. You've got production from the back end. You don't have Chikrin. You don't have Shane Gostisbehere. Well, Yusuf Valamaki has six assists from seven games in that stretch, and he was claimed on waivers this year. So it definitely creates opportunities for for other guys. I think before Tarasenko got traded, they were saying, "Oh, well, the Blues are seven three and one this year without Tarasenko." So do they? And like, obviously, they want him in. He's they're better with him in. But you're right. Sometimes it can galvanize others who maybe get opportunities that they didn't have prior to play better when they know that they have an opportunity to kind of showcase what they can do with more minutes, more of a role, et cetera, et cetera. And I think it was Clayton Keller who made a comment recently about yeah, yep. uh, the team <laughs> playing to win and perhaps his general manager not being happy with the result. That's the sort of thing that I could imagine, you know, it's a – uh, uh, what was the name of the darn, darn movie uh, about the Cleveland Indians? Major League. Thank you. It was a Major League situation yeah, where, yeah. you know, where the players are – you know, they have pride. What it goes to show, right, is that teams, players, coaches do not tank. No. There's no such thing as players in the lineup going out to lose games. Yeah. Teams can be built to lose games for sure. Teams under, you know, management is there for a reason to understand where your team let's, is at. Let's cover Let's protect ourselves. Yeah. Teams can be built to be less competitive. Yeah. It's like <laughs> teams are in various stages, yeah. right? Yes. You know, general managers know going into a year, we're not expected to be a playoff team. Mm -hmm. I'm not expecting my team to be a playoff team. They're not built to be a playoff team at this time. They're right. building to be a playoff They're team. They're in a development phase. Yeah, uh, and their own timeline, yeah. right? The Kings were there just a few years ago. A mm -hmm. little bit different because they had veteran stars, but you know, we all knew they, they were unlikely to be a playoff team in a couple of years. Arizona, one of those teams right now, but they're building to become a playoff team later on. High draft picks depending on who you ask. Yep. Help you do that. Yep. All right, well, Zach, hopefully the Kings uh, avoid a very good team uh, and come away with two points here tonight. Thanks for joining me. Hopefully so, Jesse. Yeah. Thanks for having me.
Duly noted. Duly noted. Duly noted. That was Duly Noted with Zach Dooley. We're going to take a break right now, Kings fans. When we come back, some final thoughts from Drew Doughty and Trevor Moore, as, long, as well as tonight's starting lineup. Stick around, Kings fans. We'll be right back. The LA Kings play here. Score! Arvidsson! Bally Sports West. Patrick Gold! And now you have more wings to watch than ever. With your service provider. To win it! Yeah! Or with the all-new Bally Sports Plus, available on the Bally Sports app. Oh, what a setup! Bally Sports West, your home for LA Kings hockey. If you want the best care for kids in California, come to Children's Hospital Los Angeles. CHLA is the highest-ranked children's hospital in California and a top hospital in the nation on the prestigious U.S. News & World Report on a roll of the best children's hospitals. CHLA provides outstanding patient-centered care, trains the physicians, nurses, and caregivers of tomorrow, and conducts life-saving research to help bring more cures to more kids. For the best care for kids in California, visit chla.org. Crypto.com is the official crypto platform partner of the LA Kings and the world's fastest growing crypto app. In the app, you can easily buy and sell cryptocurrencies and different coins, collect the world's top NFTs, and get discounts when you pay with crypto. Download the Crypto.com app now on the App Store or Google Play. All information is provided for informational purposes only, and this message is not intended as a recommendation of financial or investment advice. Cryptocurrencies are highly volatile and subject to significant risks and may not be suitable for you. Not available in all jurisdictions. Yamava Resort and Casino at San Manuel has another reason for you to come in today. For a limited time only, Yamava is giving all new and inactive members a buy one, get one free buffet. Plus, new members can win up to $1,000 in free play for signing up a Club Serrano membership. You'll earn rewards from playing any of the 6,800 slots or table games. Experience SoCal's best buffet and resort. Yamava is your home to big wins and even bigger prizes. Go for a BOGO today. Details at Yamava.com slash new member. Must be 21. Please gamble responsibly. From Star Wars to Kids Day to L.A. Dodgers Night, the 22-23 season theme night and promotion schedule has something for everyone. Visit lakings.com slash promotions to see all the fun the Kings have in store this season. That's lakings.com slash promotions and go Kings. We return to L.A. Kings game night. A pregame look at the Kings on your L.A. Kings iHeart Audio Network. Welcome back, Kings fans. Jesse Cohen here once again inside the Nick Nixon Broadcast Center in downtown L.A. Your L.A. Kings and Arizona Coyotes have completed warm-ups here at Crypto.com Arena. Kings did make two changes to the lineup tonight. Uh, Brendan Lemieux and Tobias Bjornfoot will slot in. So your forward lines are Quentin Byfield, Andre Kopitar, Adrian Kempe, Moore, Deneau, and Arvidsson on the second line. Kevin Fiala rejoins Blake Lazat and Alex Iafalo on the third. Brendan Lemieux slots in for Arthur Kaliev on the fourth line with Rasmus Kupari and Gabriel Velarde. As we said, Tobias Bjornfoot in for Alex Edler. He is paired with Sean Walker. Matt Roy and Sean Dursey on the second pair. And, of course, Mikey Anderson with his new eight-year contract extension. As always, alongside Drew Doughty. And it looks like Jonathan Quick will get the start in goal tonight. That was probably always going to be the plan. The fact that he got in 20 minutes last night does not change that fact. Talked to Drew Doughty last night following the game in Anaheim about the fans and whether or not it helped the team out. He had this to say. 
Yeah, it seemed uh, more like a home game than an away game, to be honest. Like, when we would score, it seemed like more than three-quarters of the barn were standing up. So, uh, great support by our fans tonight, and uh, it felt felt really good. Yeah. I feel like it's a solid rivalry game. Uh, yeah, I guess so, but uh, it, it was a little bit. It was a little feisty, some uh, stuff after the whistles and stuff like that, and the, the fans definitely increased that. So, um, yeah, it, it definitely felt like it. Not sure why, but it endlessly amuses me the fact that Drew Doughty is not that impressed by the Kings and Ducks uh, as an NHL rivalry. But as he said, good showing from the fans. Trevor Moore echoed that sentiment as well following the game at Honda Center. Felt like we had like 60% of the fans. I don't know. I don't know if it was louder or what, but it was awesome. It was awesome. I was there in the press box, and there were at least three or four different sections of Kings fans all throughout the night that you could hear starting chants, uh, getting things going, cheering on the Kings in that win in Anaheim. Hopefully they pick up another one here tonight against the Arizona Coyotes. Meanwhile, throughout the league, we referenced those games being played earlier today, uh, and it looks like the Flames have a 2-0 lead over the New York Rangers in the first period. That is not tremendous. Later on tonight, the Red Wings will take on the Kraken. The Lightning will take on the Golden Knights. The Avalanche have defeated the St. Louis Blues, and the Predators have defeated the Panthers. So not a lot of help tonight from the out-of-town scoreboard. But hopefully the Kings help themselves here at Crypto.com Arena and pick up another two points against the Central Division Arizona Coyotes. That is going to do it for this edition of LA Kings Game Night. Huge thanks to our in-arena producer Jake Warner and Jeff Cabot at the iHeart Studio in Burbank. LA Kings Game Night will return all the way out there on March 2nd when the Montreal Canadiens visit Crypto.com Arena. But for now, we take our final break. And when we return, Hall of Famer Nick Nixon and Daryl Evans has the call as your LA Kings face off against the Arizona Coyotes. For Cameron Gauntz, I'm Jesse Cohen. This has been LA Kings Game Night. Thanks for listening, Kings fans. Off the draw, shot, score! You've been listening to Kings Game Night with a complete look at the Kings' upcoming game. Be sure to join us immediately after the game for Kings Talk. Call in again with your questions and comments at 877-KINGS-20. And now, stay tuned for LA Kings Hockey, coming up right here on the LA Kings iHeart Audio Network.